brought to you by Communications by Design. This is the Transforming Learning Podcast, where we talk with teachers about classroom strategies that elevate teaching and learning. Our mission is to support teachers. So if you hear a strategy or idea that you find helpful, share the episode with others and subscribe to the podcast. We always appreciate feedback, so take a moment to leave a review as well. You can dive deeper into our resources and services or connect with our instructional coaches immediately by visiting cbdconsulting.com slash elevate edu. We hope you enjoy. A lot of, I think a lot of teachers want to use these activities like after they teach something. And the real push is to try to use them to teach the content. Mike Dodge is a teacher at Wreaths Puffer High School, and for episode 26, Pete will talk with Mike about Desmos and math at the high school level. I'm here with Mike Dodge, algebra teacher at Wreaths Puffer High School. Mike, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Now, Mike, I know you work with a program called Desmos um, with your students. Could you describe for our listeners what is Desmos? Desmos started off as like an online graphing calculator. And, um, you know, some people kind of used it and some people didn't. Um, but then I want to say like three to four years ago, they started creating activities that you can use with your students um, that are all like, um, uh, you know, housed online and they're self-paced. Um, but they're... Um, really interesting activities where kids can problem solve and work through um, different things. Um, I feel like they really kind of um, blossomed when Dan Meyer took over as their C. I don't want to say it's CEO. And, and Dan, Dan, Dan Meyer was he's famous for the three acts, the three and, acts yep, in math, yep, and yep, yeah, he's great. done a TED talk and he's been on Good Morning America and. I think he's really infused um, some of his educational philosophy kind of into what they do. Um, and I actually got the privilege of um, hearing him speak in Traverse City a few years ago at the MCTM conference. And he used uh, Desmos as, a, as part of his keynote for that. And the activity they used is like a guess who activity. And, um, like, got, the, like the board game, guess who? Yeah. Gotcha. And um, the first time I looked at that activity without any help from him and ideas from him, I was like, this is dumb. <laughs> like this is this isn't going to be very good, um, but after hearing him talk about the way he set it up and the way you can use it with your kids, I was I was blown away, because what he did is he um, on the screen, um, on the projection screen, he put like a diagram of a quadratic function, and then he talked about how you can label the solutions the zeros, x-intercepts, whatever you can label the minimum, maximum, you know you can label your x-y-axis, you can label um, the vertex, minimum, maximum, you know, you can label all these things and you can have kids memorize them or, or you can build the need for them to memorize them. And the need comes up when you play the, this guess who game. It starts with you picking a player, I shouldn't say a player, but a, um, a pitcher out of all these pitchers of kids. And then the computer guesses who you have by asking yes or no questions and you answering the yes or no questions. Um, and all of these polygraph um, polynomials or linears or quadratics or whatever um, start off this way just so kids can kind of get the idea of how the game works. 
Um, but after the computer guesses that, then it partners you with another student in class. And that student, and one of you is the person that's guessing, and one of you is the person that's selecting and answering yes or no. And then it gives you a, a screen with, I don't know if it's like 10, 20 um, different graphs, um, either polynomial graphs, quadrate, whatever one you're doing. And you pick one, and then um, the other player asks you questions as to um, like what your graph looks like. Gotcha. So they can they can say stuff like you know does it have an x intercept at this or does it have a y intercept here does it open up does it open down really you can do an activity like this before you even teach anything with it because they can ask questions like um, does it open up does it open down instead of like concave up concave down yeah. or positive a value or negative a value then the other person answers yes or no and you can kind of see how many questions it takes for them to get to the correct one and. If they get the wrong one, it says no. And then <laughs> after each round, it gives them a question at the end to kind of get them to think. And then it'll partner them up with another student. Gotcha. Um, the really cool part about it is um, kind of pushing the vocabulary and like building the need for having a common vocabulary so that you can speed things up when you're discussing, when you're asking questions and answering them. And that kind of builds the need for the students instead of just saying, all right, well, you have to call this the x-intercept, the solutions, the, you know, roots, right, whatever, right. you know, um, instead of saying, you know, where it crosses the x-axis or where it crosses the horizontal line, you know, it builds that common vocabulary. So, and, and so, so far we've described one of the many activities. Correct. Can you just name a couple other ones to kind of wet the whistle for some of our listeners? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a bunch of other ones. There's um, there's a one called Function Carnival, which is really cool. Um, it gets the students to um, think about how two variables are related in different situations. Um, one of those is where uh, it's a it's a Ferris wheel, and they're talking about the distance off from the ground as a Ferris wheel as time goes by. So that's going to be a periodic function. There's a there's another one. Um, marble stars. The the marble ones are, are awesome. Yeah. A lot of I think a lot of teachers want to use these activities like after they teach something, and the real push is to try to use them to teach the content because Love it. it's really gonna to really gonna help them um, make those connections instead of you making the connections for them and then asking them to do stuff. Yeah, so really flipping it again, it's inquiry, it's student-centered, it's not just for assessment, just yeah. for seeing what they know. Yeah. Excellent. And I would just add, there's a huge database of activities. Yeah. You can also create your own. Yeah. And this works on any device. Yeah. Chromebooks, computers, mobile devices. So thanks, Mike. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Transforming Learning by CBD. Continue the conversation with us by visiting cbdconsulting.com slash elevateedu, where you can contact a coach immediately or browse more resources like this one. For more podcast episodes, visit anchor.fm slash cbdpodcast or subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. Help us get the word out by leaving a review and rating as well as sharing on your favorite social media platform. Remember to tag at CBD Consulting. Thank you.